Are you an event planner or organizer looking for a keynote speaker with a fresh new perspective that packs a serious punch? Someone who captivates your audience and inspires them to create lasting changes in their lives. Someone who has a compelling story to share that will leave your audience believing in themselves like they've never done before. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake, author of The Million Dollar Bakery, host of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, and I am your girl. I went from dropping out of high school and moving out on my own at 16 years old, spending full days and nights on the streets wanting to literally die. I have zero formal education and no previous experience in business or running a bakery or even baking. I had a rough childhood a tough past and I conquered it all. I started a bakery called Chick Boss Cake, grew it to over a million dollars and then, and then I wrote a freaking book about how I did the whole dang thing. That's right, high school dropout writes a book. My story was recently referred to as quote unquote, the true underdog success story that we love to see via Narcity Canada. And I'm ready to share it live in person on your stage. For bookings, reach out to my team at www.rebeccahamiltonco.com. Hey. I'm Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full disclosure, sweet talk scrapping, woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses, all the excuses that are holding you back. So today we are going to talk about how we can get better friends and have better relationships. Absolutely. That is the key theme of today. And, you know, it's been uh, it's been a couple months since we've done a podcast. So I'm super excited. We got, uh, you know, had all kinds of fun all summer long and we're ready to get back at it for the winter here. So stay tuned for some valuable content uh, in the weeks and months that follow. Um, yeah, we're excited to get back on board. Super excited. And yeah, we had so much fun. We took some time off to enjoy the last little bit of summer there. And now we are back. So if you guys have any topics that you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out. Rebecca at chickbosscake.com. Send me an email. Find me on Instagram. DM me. 
tell me what you guys are struggling with because those make the best podcast episodes, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. Yeah, so today, like I said, better friends, better relationships, and the reason why we need to focus on this is because it impacts every single area of your life. So the relationships that you have, the people that you're surrounding yourself with impact your life in ways that you don't even realize. It is so substantial. It can affect your work. It can affect your uh, hobbies, your interests, just your overall well-being. It can affect your health. It can affect your mental health. Like there's just so many areas that can go wrong by surrounding yourself with the wrong people. Amen to that. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about this topic. Um, And, uh, you know, I know our last podcast that we did, uh, we got a lot of feedback where people said they loved it. It was one of the best ones we did because we got really uh, personal and we talked about uh, some things that Mm -hmm. allowed our audience to learn more about us um, as a couple and and also individually. Um, So yeah, I I feel like it's only fitting to, um, you know, share with everyone the uh, kind of family drama that Rebecca and I had in the beginning of our relationship. Um, and, uh, and Hey, I'm the first to admit that, um, we had to go through some tumultuous times with, um, you know, uh, with my mom and my sister and my family. Wow. Um, Okay. We're getting into that. Yeah. We're just getting right into it here. (laughs) I was not um, prepared for this conversation, but that's cool. We can, we can go with it. (laughs) That's it. Right. So, um, but no, I, I look back on that and it really taught me how to set boundaries and how to um, value the you know my time and my happiness and the importance of that for my well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so basically, uh, not to get into all the the nitty gritty of it, but it was a situation where um, there was conflict, and um, you know we had to set boundaries in our relationship uh, in order to allow us to focus on our well-being and, and our relationship as we move forward. Totally. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that is, that was one of the toughest things that I've done in my whole life was to separate, um, you know, those two relationships. Um, but it was also, um, one of the best decisions I made. And, you know, I, I still am in touch with my mom and, and love her to death. And, um, but the, the thing is, and what a lot of people don't realize is that they'll keep these types of relationships around in their lives mm-hmm. because it's their family, yes. because it's a, a friend that you've known since elementary school. Um, totally. But the reality of it is, is as you get older and you, and you grow in life, you, you begin to realize that, um, it doesn't matter what context you may have uh, or you may be connected to that individual. If that person is not adding value to your life um, in you know, the areas that are very important to you as mm-hmm. you become true in the man or woman that you are as a grown adult, um, then you need to set ba- you need to either cut that off or set boundaries. And yes. too many people they cling, they keep hang these on relationships to that. alive. Right? Totally. And as we grow and evolve as people, naturally, it is acceptable and totally okay. And in fact, it is like expected that you are going to outgrow certain people in certain relationships. Hopefully not our marriage, but I mean, <laughs> if, if your marriage sucks, then it's totally okay to outgrow that too, in my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, it is super important to 
Okay, this is what I have recently discovered after uh, falling out with a friend this past year that defining your values in your life. So, okay, when I say values, I think that people have a hard time understanding what values are. So a different word for values is beliefs or morals or I don't know, values, beliefs, morals, what you believe in, who you are fundamentally to your core is what I'm talking about. So in your own life, pick three things that are the most important things to you, okay? I used to have like five or six things and you know what, that is just too much. I'm, I like to keep it simple. I like to have three things that I live my life by that I expect other people close to me that I allow in my life to also emulate these values. Yeah, so I just want to step in real quick for people that, um, because I know when I first heard the term value, I didn't really know what that meant, right? Yeah, like, that's why like, I like what, to use other words too. Yeah, so yeah. so let me just put some definition into context and then you can continue on with what you're saying. Okay. So for value, if you think about it, um, what are the things that are most important in your life, okay? So what are the things that, you know, you need to do each day or each week that um you know make you happy right at the end of the day yeah. we all want to be happy yeah so those things are very important to you so you need um to live that yourself number one right because that's what so you'd want to define them right yes you know and once you define what that looks like whether it's you know honesty family integrity um you know community whatever those values are for you you can define what they are and then once you define what they are um then at that point what rebecca was touching on there is that you want to then ensure that um, because there's going to be tons of people you're going to encounter in your life whether it's family friends mm -hmm. um co-workers right these people are not going to match those at all right no. and the problem is a lot of times they'll maybe have one of your values only yeah. one but then they contradict the other three or four. And see, that's where conflict happens yes. because you connect on that one value level, mm -hmm. but then the moment that they're the opposite on another value, you go, whoa, wait a minute. And that's why they can't be, um, you know, and what's, that could be an acquaintance, right? Maybe, yeah. you know, I, there's many people in my life, they're acquaintances. Or maybe you're trying to, right? maybe you're trying to make new friends and you don't know anything about them. So you don't really know what their values are. You don't know how they are as a person. Um, making new friends is a new challenge that, um, but it's awesome because you can put your skills to work on what we're gonna talk about in this podcast. So then now you'll know what to look for when you're trying to get better friends and have better relationships. So yeah, I think that that was a good way of defining what values are. So for my values, I define my top three values. Integrity, authenticity, and kindness, okay? And I know that listening to those three values, you think, oh, doesn't everybody have those values? Or isn't everybody generally a kind person or and live by integrity? No. They're not. You hope that they are. You always hope that people have good intentions and are good people. But I can honestly say there is sketchy people in the world, okay? If you watch any true crime documentaries, those people that kill people, that do crazy ass stuff, 
are out there in the world. So don't accidentally become friends with them. That is that is the whole point of this podcast. Do not become friends with these crazy people. You do not want them in your life. So those are my top three values. And so those are my defining factors in if I'm deciding to have a relationship with somebody. And to me, I don't care if it's family or friends or coworkers or anybody else. It does not matter what your relationship is to me. If you do not have those three qualities in yourself, I will not get close to you. I will not have space in my life for you because my values, I am so much more loyal to my own values than I am to other people. And I first heard that saying from Trent Shelton and I like was like that is actually how I already live my life so it was just so cool to hear somebody else put it into perspective because I will be the first to tell you I have no guilt or shame about cutting people out of my life who do not live by integrity authenticity and kindness because those people who do not emulate those qualities we will not get along though there will be a situation that happens where they're not being kind to somebody else and i am not the type of person to sit on the sidelines and watch somebody bully somebody else so naturally that's going to cause friction i'm going to be like hey why are you not being kind like how can i be friends with somebody that's not a kind person um, same thing goes for integrity. If I am friends with somebody and they don't stay true to their word, they don't, they say something, they don't stick to it, or they lie, or they cheat, or they steal, I am going to have words for them. So we're not going to be friends. You know what I mean? So if you think about your values and what they actually mean, it will be so easy for you to identify the people who have those qualities and the ones that don't. And you're not gonna go up to them and just ask them. You're not gonna be like, hey, are you, do you have integrity? Are you kind? Are you authentic? Everybody's just gonna say yes to that because nobody wants to sound like, no, I'm not kind. Like that just sounds stupid. You know what I mean? Nobody's actually gonna say that. But the point is that you need to look for their behaviors that are showing you that they do emulate those qualities. You know what I mean? Exactly. So you gave two of the three examples. What would be one that you would say for authenticity, authenticity? Yeah. <clears throat> is being their most authentic self. So staying true to themselves. And actually a really awesome example of this that I loved. I thought this was so cool. I recently was a guest on a podcast interview that I did with a lady named Megan O'Neill. Uh, the episode has not been released yet, but I'm sure it will be released soon. And I just want to pull up her. So she has a podcast. It's uh, you can find her on Instagram, Megan Core Beliefs, and you should go listen to her podcast. She's awesome. But she was telling me a story about uh, a client that she had who valued authenticity. So authenticity was the top value of this woman. So why don't you define authenticity for people first of It's all. being your truest self and not caring what anybody else freaking thinks about you being yourself. 
that's my definition of it. Awesome. What's yours? It's great. Is that well, good? My, yeah. So my that of course. Yeah. But then also, um, you know, doing things for a genuine purpose. Yeah. So you know, not doing things with like hidden agendas or, or being manipulative. I feel like that's more integrity. I feel like that's more integrity. I feel like they tie into each other, but yeah. Uh-huh. So that's. They go hand in hand for sure. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. So this uh, this lady was telling me the story about a lady who her number one belief was authenticity. And so this lady happened to be an extremely religious lady. She was super religious. She was telling me um, she goes to church. She practices her religion. She's very passionate about it. And her husband is an atheist and does not believe in anything. So you would be like, well, how can they be together? So this lady's so religious and so passionate about her religion. And this guy is an atheist and doesn't believe in shit. So anyways, because this lady's number one thing was authenticity, she's like, well, I love him because he's authentic and he's living true to himself. So her number one value was not religion or the fact that uh, other people need to be religious or believe in something. If it was, maybe their marriage wouldn't work out. But the fact that her number one thing was authenticity and he was being authentic to himself, he wasn't conforming to her beliefs. That was what was important to her. So that's why that relationship can work, even though they don't necessarily believe in the same things. And I think that that story and that lesson is so interesting and so um it's just awesome to like think of like you do not have to believe in everything that your friends believe you don't have to have the same um exact beliefs in every area you just have to have your fundamental values match what their values are so you can still be religious or not or believe in science or not or whatever yeah, like another example like people that want to get a vaccine or not i mean yeah. that's their choice right so as long as they're living their lives in a you know for us right a kind way a genuine way acting in integrity honesty um you know that's their choice like they can do whatever they want there's so much controversial topics in maybe the world. like don't cause like riots that like hurt people and businesses and vandalize stuff like that's not like in line <laughs> but like if you're not getting a vaccine for whatever reason and you're still a kind person who's got integrity and authenticity then be you who cares? Exactly. I don't personally care about other people, what other people do with their bodies. <laughs> exactly. And so None of my business. <clears throat> that's just it. Right. So, um, yeah, I think you said it so gracefully. I, I know you posted a wonderful video um, a few weeks back that you guys can watch on Instagram about um, kind of that whole debate with the vaccine passport. Yeah. Um, and it was so graceful how you, um, you know, understood each sides of the spectrum and at the end of the day, it's like any controversial topic, whether it's abortion or and we're not here to talk about every controversial, you know, I mean, we are in some sense, but depends that's up what to it you. is. And, and it's all about how you conduct yourself. This is what we always say, right? Even with customers, let's say you're making a complaint about a product, you know, it's all about how you handle it. You know, totally. somebody's going to start swearing at our staff and, you know, calling them names and stuff. I mean, I'm not yeah, going to no. help you out. Right. Absolutely I mean, that's not, not any way to conduct yourself. I don't want you as a customer. I don't exactly. care who you think you are. The customer is not always right. Yeah. No. Um, so there's definitely situ- it's it's all about, um, you know, the, the conduct and the way that you act. Right. hundred um, percent. And I wanted to kind of segue that into, you know, one of the things that I've always admired about you, Rebecca, is that 
um, you know, from the, the beginning when I met you and obviously the, the family drama that we dealt with on my end, um, I always found it so fascinating how you would, and I know a lot of listeners struggle with this and I did too back then. And even now I still a little bit, but definitely nowhere near as much as I used to, but mm-hmm. you know, I really care about what people think. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've started to do, um, you know, the, a lot of self-development stuff talks about, you know, mantras where you say it over and over again. And I'm not embarrassed to say it. I, I say this over and over. I, you know, I'm confident. I don't care what people think. I'll just say it over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. To help me, um, you know, not get caught in that trap of worrying about what people think, which like it, it, it's one of those things where you, you care more about what people think at the um, expense of your own happiness. Yeah. So you'll do like the whole, you'll do more for others than yourself, which is great. I mean, obviously that's a wonderful quality, but you have to do that properly because if yes. you're exuding all that and then you're miserable at that, when you lay your head down at night, then you're doing nobody a, a service, right? Mm-hmm. So one thing I've always admired of you is that, you know, you don't care what people think. You, you never have in the sense of like, not that you're you you don't care like to be in a ruthless way yeah this is not a negative way that you um do this but you do it in a way that's like as you mentioned earlier like it's true to like your values and, and everything so like you, you almost take the emotion out of the equation so why don't you help everybody with because i know that i'm not alone in this how do you you know if you're you know, you think about the good times with, um, you know, Aunt Karen or back when your dad was what I'm just using hypotheticals mm-hmm. here. But how do people get over, you know, the good times they had with their old friend, uh, Susan, and now Susan's negative and, you know, they're looking to move forward in their lives and they can't, they don't have the, the confidence or the, you know, whatever word I'm looking for yeah. to be like, listen, our relationship today does not work based like i know we had good times back in you know 1995 but like that's not working for me today yeah so how are you able to um to do that so gracefully where you do it in in a way that still Mm -hmm. matches your values and everything but yet it's still um you know allows them to like allows you to move forward because that's i feel like that's a roadblock for a lot of people yeah i feel like i feel like that is like I don't even know where to start with this conversation because like I could just talk about this for a million years. But I think a good place to start is recognizing that people show you who they are and you it's your job to believe them. It is not your job to change them. You will never, ever, ever change other people. It is up to them if they want to make a change and you have nothing to do with that. So I think it's really important to understand how human behavior works just from a very fundamental perspective. Okay, I didn't go to school, I dropped out at 16, so I'm not like a psychologist or anything, but I have a very good understanding of human behavior, how people act and what motivates them and what fuels them. And if you pay attention to that and you learn to become really good at reading people, you will find so much more happiness, fulfillment, and success in your life. Trust me, it is like, it is the the most underrated skill 
like everybody needs to work on this and have this okay so it is about picking up on not what people are saying okay people can talk and they know how to talk and they know how to get their way and they know the right things to say so it has nothing to do with what people say ever never ever and it has everything to do with their actions so if somebody is like yes i am an authentic person that's kind with integrity and their actions are they're they're stealing stuff they are trolling people on social media they're a bully do you think that their words are lined up with their actions yes or no no absolutely freaking not so that is why I do not care. I'm the first to admit, you can talk my ear off about all your good intentions and whatever. And if you don't follow through with the action side of things, because like I said, people can talk, but they cannot fake their authentic being. So naturally they're gonna have habits, they're gonna have behaviors that will show over time if you pay attention to them. So yeah, and so one thing I wanna comment on that um, yeah. for anybody who owns a business <clears throat> and they have staff or, yes. um, you know, the, the thing that we realized really early on when it came to hiring staff is the people that interview the best are typically the ones that have those types of, um, you know, ways that they're able to put on a front. Yes. Um, you know, and that's something we learned, right? I mean, we had to learn the hard way. So yep. if hearing this and you go, you know what? You know, yeah, every time that I've interviewed somebody and they sound really good and it doesn't work out, like the whole too good to be true. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times it is. And that was something for me because, you know, growing up for me, like I, you know, I'm a really sensitive person and, mm -hmm. you know, I care and I, I, I you know, I, I was brought up to, you know, look at the good in people, right? Um, and majority of people are like that. The problem is, is that, um, because as human beings were conditioned to um, overlook things or to um, sweep things under the rug or to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Um, and what Rebecca and I have realized, and I know that you realized that well before I did because you mm -hmm. helped me with that, is that um, that is true. But when people show you their colors, like if you're supposed to be, here's a great example, okay? If you hire a staff, and in the first three month probationary period, they are doing red flag things. Just like if you start a new relationship with a man or a woman and they are doing red flag things early on. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not, oh, you know, they're new and oh, this is maybe he doesn't, maybe she doesn't know in this relationship what's important to me. Well, okay. No, that you're supposed to be on your best behavior. So at that point. So exactly. if you're not, there's a problem, okay? And yeah, I hate to break this to you, but like it's only gonna get worse if they're starting the relationship or the job off on such a crappy start. They're not, they should be on your best behavior. That's why it's called the honeymoon phase or whatever the freaking it's called. But that is why, because people should be on their most best behavior at the beginning of anything. And it's not to say that, that it gives them a free pass later on to then like let their true colors shine. But it means that if you are seeing those red flags early on, like the run for the freaking hills, because it is going to get way, 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 way worse. Okay. Exactly. And I feel like, you know, if, if there's anything to take away from this podcast, 
it is to pick up on those flags as early as possible because I was the one and of the worst for that. And don't make excuses for them. Yeah, I make excuses for everybody, right? And now, well, yeah, I, naturally, because we want to yeah. be nice people. Okay. We're taught not exactly. to judge people yeah. when, in essence, we really do need to be judging them in the right ways, yeah. not based on what they look like, not based on like that's how key. popular that's the they key. are, right? No, that sh- doesn't yeah. matter. That's the key. See, this is the misconception, yes. right? You're taught don't judge people, okay? Um, obviously, if someone has a big nose, you're not going to be like, I don't, don't like you because you have a big nose. Exactly. Right? But if if I'm judging somebody based on their actions yeah. and their nose is out of their control, but their actions are within their control. Yes. That's the point we're trying to make. Listen, right? you need to be able to judge people in the right way because... And I, I, even though I'm very confident and I do <clears throat> have no problem cutting ties with people who don't match my values... Um, it is so important to judge people. And I never used to like doing this because I'm all about kindness and equality and all of that. But what I realized recently is that judging people is actually for your own well-being so important. It's important for your business. If you have staff, you need to judge them. That's what an interview is, okay? An interview is judging people. I don't know why this whole don't judge people. No, you. everybody judges people. It's just a matter of doing it in the right way that actually serves a purpose and a benefit to it. So yes, judge people because if you don't judge people and you have poor judgment of people, you could end up in a car with a serial killer like seriously i know that's so dramatic but like you could literally put your life in danger if you let the wrong people into your life okay like it's it's not like it's very very important things and you'll realize that once you start really curating the people and intentionally bringing people into your life you will be surrounded by the most amazing people and you will notice a significant difference so but back to your point of how to do that without feeling the guilt uh, of doing that i mean naturally everybody has good memories with people um you know even if you think of like you know like ex-boyfriends or partners like the reason why people uh stick with bad relationships is because they only focus on the good. So they're like, yeah, like I'm not happy with my partner because he cheats on me and he yells at me and he's just rude. But we, you know, we had a really nice vacation together. We have kids together. (laughs) Like we have all these, oh my God. Like it's so crazy to me that people only focus on the good. Like for me, and I am a very positive person, but when it comes to reading people, you need to focus on the bad because that's the part you need to be worried about. One thing I I feel that because I came from like that side of it where like, I know that a lot of people get stuck on the, um, you know, hoping that things will be how they used to be. And so we give people the benefit of the doubt, like way too too much. And like, it took me so many times to realize that like that will like it only continues to happen yeah for not, and not just the example of like a relationship like it can be any like an intimate relationship but it can be anything yeah <clears throat> like and that's one of the coolest things that i've learned now and it took until age 35 to to realize that wow like things that we've been taught in life like they make sense but they're misguided yeah so like i said earlier about okay you shouldn't judge people 
Yeah, for like things they can't control, but for things that they can, you absolutely yes. should. Nobody teaches you this. No. When did you ever learn in school? You should be judging people yeah. for things that they can control. Yes. Right? Okay, for this person's behaviors. actions and behaviors were 150% in their control and you didn't yeah. judge them because you were always taught don't judge other people. Yeah, a blanket statement you know, because that they makes had no a big sense. Nose. Yeah. So, you know, it took many times of, of being, um, you know, faced with that reality of like, okay, here I am again, here I am again, here I am again. So what would you say, Rebecca, has allowed you to bridge that gap much quicker than the average person? Yeah. So, well, I think that I practice it often uh, in my life with every single relationship. I take inventory of them frequently. Is am I getting fulfilled in this relationship? Is this relationship doing like what I want it to feel like? Is this serving me? Am I getting value? Am I adding value to them, too? Like it goes both ways. Is it a healthy relationship. So I, I take inventory of my relationships and most importantly, which I think this is the most important thing to do with any relationship, friendship or family member is how do you feel after you spend time with them? That is the oh, biggest indicator of if you should keep them in your life, if you need to set boundaries with them or move on altogether. So that is what I like to uh, use as a guiding force. Spend time with people and tune in after, do a check-in after and be like, did that fill me up or did that drain me? Am I feeling good and positive about that? Like hangout or friendship or whatever, or did I feel tired and not motivated, not inspired? because people that you surround yourself with should make you feel awesome, okay? They should make you feel inspired. They should make you feel just better about your life, okay? One thing that just reminds me of, and I know people listening to this can relate to this story. Has anyone ever hung around like a friend that like you used to be really close and then you hang out with them like five years later yeah. or whatever the case is? And then like, it's just so awkward. It's almost like yeah. you don't even know each other. And like, yeah. you think before like, you know, you meet with like, you're like, oh, we're gonna hit it off, be like old time, and yeah. then you get there, and you're like, it's just awkward, and you're like, so weird, whoa, like <laughs> it's like I don't even know you, which yeah. is like cool and whatever, like you do your thing, but like I don't, like I'm because not feeling this at all, like it's like we just them. moved on, yeah, exactly. You so don't know on, them anymore, no, because they've taken on a whole, like I said, for better or worse, it doesn't matter, but that you know ties right into your point of like tuning into like, like this is not like what I expected. And it's the same thing with family, same thing with friends and everything. Like the underlying thing is that, you know, if they don't fill your cup, like Rebecca said, you know, one thing I've always, you know, you've taught me this one and I love this thing is that if we look at any family member that you just despise, okay? Mm. If you were not my brother, my sister, yes. my aunt, my uncle, like if we just met in like a random setting, would I be gravitated to you? Hell no. Yeah, so that's right? a really good other so indicating factor. Why, because of yeah. genetics, am I gonna like put my own <laughs> well-being ahead of this, Yeah. okay? And yeah, like, that says okay. it all, right? And so, <laughs> and I think that a lot of people have a hard time doing this in an appropriate way. So not only is it really challenging to, you know, set boundaries or cut people out of your life, but 
doing it in a way where you don't feel bad about it. And there is some technique behind that, I would say, because I see a lot of people doing this the wrong way. So people, whenever I talk to people and they're like, oh, I'm just going to cut them out of my life like you told me to do. I'm just going to go cut them out of my life. And they're all like hyped up and like, they're like, you, you're cut out of my life. And like, they're just so mean about it. And it's like, you don't, that's, that is not what I, that's not how I would do it like at all. And so there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And if you do it the right way, you will actually feel good about doing it. I promise you, if you try it, you will feel great about it. You'll definitely feel great after you'll feel great going forward. And you know what, the more that you do it, like anything, the easier it gets to do with other people. Okay. So you, whenever you are setting boundaries or cutting people out of your life, you don't need to tell them. Okay. You don't even need to bring it up. If you're cutting them out of your life, you may want to, uh, you know, just let them know that you don't feel like this relationship is fulfilling to you anymore. You just, you feel like you want to, you know, go in different directions. That's fine. But if you're setting boundaries, you do not need to let them know you're setting boundaries. In fact, I think that it's best to not tell them you're setting boundaries and just go and set your boundaries. Okay. And a lot of people like are angry and they're like stressed out and they just feel the need to be like, I'm setting boundaries with you and like whatever. So, and then that creates an argument and a fight because the person who you're setting boundaries with is clearly going to get offended. Okay. And they're not going to feel good about that. You are going to be making them feel poorly about it. So I always recommend setting the boundaries without letting them know. Okay. That means that this is how you set healthy boundaries. Okay. You do not spend a significant amount of time with them. Okay. And that means if you have somebody in your life that you need to set boundaries with, that means that instead of seeing them once a week, you see them now once a month. Okay. Or maybe every other month. And then when you do see them, you meet up for a quick coffee date. Okay. You do not go hang out for an afternoon, then have dinner together, then go to the movies together, then have a sleepover together. That is not how you set boundaries. Boundaries is wanting to keep somebody in your life, okay, that you do care about. Maybe it's your sister, maybe it's your mom. I understand it is very hard to cut ties with people and it's not necessarily always the best option. But setting those boundaries is key, okay? Spending less time together, whatever, and and that is the most important thing. And you will feel so much better as a result of that. Oh, it's amazing, right? Um, And yeah, you brought up a good point. You don't want to, I mean, obviously, if you're hanging out with, you know, your cousin Sarah every week, and then all of a sudden you just, you know, ghost her. She's going to be like, what the hell is happening? So you're going to almost provoke it um, even. Like, it's already going to be a difficult You can do it in a nice way. Um, you should always be kind, no. always be respectful. Okay, just because they are not matching your values does not necessarily make them a awful person. Okay. And that, so that's, and, and, okay. So They're I just want to stop probably at different stages that's, in that's, their lives. I feel like that's the graceful part about what you've always done since yes. I met you. Is that... You would always be like, 
Okay, they're not, like, terrible people, okay? They're not, like, they don't deserve to go to jail or, like, be shunned off the planet. Yeah. Like, you'd be like, they just are completely different than you and I. Yeah. So, and that's fine. We're or all humans. Or they're not like, as developed like, who am I in their to, journey. Who am I to decide what, exactly. Yeah. Who am I to decide what someone else's values are or someone else's ethics or morals or whatever the case may be. Or, or their insecurities, or how far along they choose to no, it's um, not up you know, to you. Work on their flaws. That it's up I to you do. not to have it in um, your life, though. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah, and that was what you told me. You're like, you know, that's you know their thing. This is our thing. But as a grown adult, which is really cool, like when you're a kid, you don't get to do this. Yeah, and I remember you're like, yeah, when you're an adult, you get to do this. How cool! But yeah. in order to get to do that, you have to have awkward conversations or have forms of discomfort in dealing with these types of situations where you don't want to, you know, make people feel bad or whatever, but that's on them, right? And, you know, the more you practice it, and like Rebecca said, you practice it gracefully. It's not about, okay, you know, cousin Sarah, uh, uh, you know, I hate you and you make me miserable. I don't want to talk to you again. Okay, well, that's not the right way to do that it. That is it's not more the of right like, way. Like you said earlier, it's like, okay, well, listen, you know, you got these things going on. I got things I'm doing. I don't think it really matches with where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hold no resentment or, or I wish you the best. Like, that's it, right? You can keep it generic. You can keep it because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. They can... You know, it's kind of like we've given this example many times in the podcast where it's like I can have the exact same cake. Like I can have one of our cake decorators make the same cake for five different people. Three of them will love it. One of them will be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Another one will be like, oh, my God, it was like terribly tasting. And it's like, okay, I can't dictate what that looks like for you. Obviously, I want to show empathy and be nice Mm -hmm. and kind and compassionate. But like. I can't really control that, right? Like we, I didn't like intentionally try to like be mean and screw you over and give you a worse cake than the person who got the cake at the exact same time that loved it. Yeah, like, it's all perspective. That's your okay. perception yeah. and whatever, right? So, you know, it's like people, you know, you oh, I love this restaurant. Oh, I hate that restaurant. Okay, great. Well then go eat somewhere else. Like, And, and you have to, to you, understand right? too, like, like, you know, maybe somebody, this is just stupid to say, but like, this is, if somebody went to this restaurant, okay, and maybe they had, maybe the meal was great, but like their boyfriend like broke up with them at that restaurant. That was a bad memory for them and a bad experience. So naturally they're going to be like, I hate that restaurant. Probably had nothing to do with the food, but like, because they had a bad experience there, then they're not going to go back there. It's got nothing to do with the restaurant, nothing to do with anything else. It's that person's perspective and what happened there traumatized them for that restaurant. So when we think of how other people react to things, it's all about how they have lived their life to this point. What things have they been through, right? If if you say something to somebody and it triggers them to respond in a mean or malicious way, that means that they have some underlying hurt as a result of whatever it was that you brought up in them. So it has nothing to do with you. And I always say this, whenever people are mean or hateful towards somebody, it's a result of their own insecurities and has absolutely nothing to do with the other person at all, okay? So those people that you see trolling on Facebook or social media and stuff, those people that are commenting, saying really mean, hurtful things, 
those people are actually the ones that are hurting, okay? It has nothing to do with what, you know, the celebrity posted online, like with their baby looking all happy, right? It has nothing to do with that at all. It has to do with the fact that that person feels insecure or they feel jealous or they felt hurt. And the more that you can understand the psychology of other people who react in that way and the fact that nice, normal, happy people don't react in that way, you will see a common pattern and you'll be able to recognize it much quicker, much better and be able to pick better people for your life. Yeah, so that's why it's you couldn't have said it better, and that's why I use the example of like customers because for me, mm-hmm. whether it's a customer or it's you know my aunt Susan, who's you know equally as you know amped up with all her emotions and everything that she hasn't dealt with in her life. The yeah. moment I know that someone's like that, like I said, it's all about how you act, how you um, you know conduct your complaint or you conduct yourself with other people, like. That's what it boils down to. So the moment I notice that, and that's the thing, it's a, it's a great skill. This is the whole point of this podcast is that, you know, if you can develop the skill and the ability to recognize when people are um, not in control of their emotions. Yeah. Like it's not my one joke I used to always say back. It's funny. It was like years ago when I mm-hmm. first said this and I find it hilarious even to this day. It's like, <laughs> can you imagine? You have a complaint or something. You're like, listen, man, man, it's not my fault that mm-hmm. like, you know you're not in control of your emotions and like i am yeah <laughs> okay <I'm laughs> that not rec- would go over real i'm well. not recommending to say that but like <laughs> yeah joke between you and i that's yeah. like how it is that's right? what you think in the back of your that's head that's what that's how it is so yeah i constantly think of that whenever those situations arise because once again the exact same cakes five like, like i said our decorator made the exact same cakes same they're baked at the same time yeah everything's same, the same same it's, batch it's a replica same batch yeah. One per oh my god, the most moist cake I've ever had. Next one, that was so dry. What was it made? Like five weeks ago? Yeah. You know, next person. <laughs> so dramatic. Oh my god, it was a sloppy rush yeah. job. Like all the right and then oh the most beautiful thing my daughter loved. It was amazing. Yeah. So, you know. And another thing that's really important too, I think that um, when we're learning to deal with people like that with different opinions and emotions is to have a sense of empathy for them and feel right not I don't want to say feel bad I hate the word feeling bad for people but like have a sense of empathy towards them that's the difference between sympathy and empathy yeah I remember when I learned that I thought that was really cool totally because yeah because the whole thing is right imagine their lives okay if they are getting that upset over a freaking cake okay imagine how upset they get if anything else goes wrong in their life all right they're making a huge deal screaming at a staff member over a freaking cake that we are happy to fix and we can do anything to fix it um but it's the end of the world so can you not have empathy for somebody like that who clearly lives a very hard miserable life because they're so unhappy that they can't even communicate to you in a kind and professional way being like hey like that that cake is not what i expected and i was hoping for to have you know these characters on it instead and you know i really my daughter loves the color pink and you made it purple could you please change yeah, it yeah we pink? say this because there's been many times when people have done that and then like email a couple days later and be like you know i'm so sorry i did that like my father yeah, has cancer and i re- overreacted and i'm like okay well I yeah mean, obviously there's something going on whether you had cancer or not there's some some disconnect in in how you 
handle life's experiences yes. and how you communicate. So there's always other when things. Happens, right? Yes. Yeah. There's always other things going on in their mm-hmm. lives. It is not you at all. Okay. So that's why you need to stop taking things personally and realize and get to know and read people and understand that when people react in those ways it has nothing to do with you at all okay it doesn't matter if you're successful business or you're just starting out okay that is like the best thing you can do is learn that to have empathy for people who react in that way okay so that is super super important exactly um then yeah you, you said it perfect so i feel like you know, the, the point that we want to make with this podcast is the fact that like, you know, these situations are going to happen in life where you have to like set boundaries in different relationships. Oh, so one thing so, I wanted to say, mm-hmm. sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to, cause, cause I feel like people want to know, like now we've kind of talked about like what to look for and what to do and what not to do. And like, how, how can you find better friends? Like, how do you find them? What do you look for? Um, and I think that the best way to meet friends who you're on the same page with, well, in today's day and age, because social media is so huge, is like post stuff about your values and what you love and what you believe in. And you will naturally attract people into your life who share those similar values, okay? So once you start to connect with people like that on that level and you just emulate you know, your true authentic self, you will naturally attract people to you because they know that that's what they're looking for too. So the more authentic you are to yourself, and you show up in the world, like you show up to your workplace as your authentic self, as a kind human, you will naturally form friendships and connections because people will be drawn to you who share those similar values. So that's why it's so important to be open and vulnerable and put your true self out there because that's really how you find the best friendships and have the best relationships. Exactly. That's awesome. I love that. Right. So just exude and put that out to the universe of what you want to get back. Um, And, uh, you know, one thing I was just thinking is that, you know, to help you get better at, um, you know, being able to have those difficult conversations where you have to care, like you have to almost like, sorry, dismiss caring what people think Mm -hmm. um, is to have that level of empathy. so that's that's typically what I do now is like yeah. I used to run on emotion where I'd be like, you know, either get in a battle with somebody or I would, you know, not want to, you know, hit the, the conflict head on because I didn't want to. So I would avoid it, like all these typical things that humans do. Right. Yeah. You need to work on so, yourself yeah. and get your emotions and check yourself before you can have these difficult conversations that's and before right. you can, that's right. you know, and that's why self-development is the best thing that you can do for yourself, because if you're constantly working on your weak and your flaws naturally you're just going to keep becoming a better person and a more strong person and a smarter person right so the more that you develop as a person you will be able to see things from a different perspective you will be able to see how other people's behaviors and emotions and stuff like that are all of their baggage and nothing to do with you and you are working on your baggage so that it does not overflow and affect the people in your life as well 
Um, and I always think it's really important to show up as a good friend in a relationship if that's what you are looking for, which is what anybody would be looking for. It's really important to make sure that you are doing that too. If that's like, that's what you're looking for, you need to, you know, put that out there into the universe that, hey, yeah, I am a good person. I'm a kind person. I'm living by my values. And uh, then you're going to attract some really good people into your life. And, you know, knowing that you can set boundaries with people and you can cut people out of your life and you don't have to be mean by doing it. And when you are in control of your emotions and you have a better understanding of why you're cutting them out of your life, you can do it in a way that is not mean and it is not malicious, okay? There have been lots of people that, you know, I've grown apart from, from like high school or just like throughout the years, like different people that I've been friends with that no longer like serve me in my life and do not match my values. And so how I cut people out of my life is, yeah, like you're probably going to have to tell them because they're going to be like, where are you? I keep inviting you and you keep saying no. And like sometimes look at the hint, but like other times you have to be more clear with them. And the way I like to do that is I will say, I don't feel like this relationship is, you know, benefiting me, nor do I feel like it's benefiting you, okay, because it goes both ways. Chances are, if you're not fulfilled in a friendship or relationship, the other person is not either. So don't be on your high horse being like, I'm better than you because you're not. (laughs) And if they're nasty, they're trying to bring you back to how they remembered you being too, right? Yes, like if they're, yeah, yeah, and if they're reacting like that, that's their own freaking business and their own work to do on themselves but I like to say you know hey we're not on the same page right now it's totally fine I just have to focus on me I have to put some effort into different areas of my life and for now I think it's best we go our separate ways I wish you all the best and I'm not saying this forever maybe if we cross paths in a few years and you know maybe at that point we'll be on different pages we can maybe reconnect see how things are at that point right Give them freaking hope, okay? Unless, yeah, yeah, unless it's an ex, don't do not be friends with exes. I don't, don't think give that, exes that hope. is. Don't give exes hope. That's mean. No. But like, if it's a friendship that, like, you know, maybe they're just missing that one value of integrity and they just haven't learned it yet. And you're like, you know, maybe in a few years, if they do start, because people do change, but on their own, you're not going to make them change. So if they do on their Never. own change in five years from now, and you do reconnect, you can go over that at that point if you want to. But that is a very nice, kind way of doing that. Exactly. It's not like, hey, I'm better than you. I'm more advanced than you. I have integrity and you don't and blah, 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 blah. And like, it's just, it's a much better way. And the thing is too, is that, um, I forget what I was going to say. Oh, a lot of people... Uh, When it comes to family, a lot of people assume, who have read my book, that I don't have a relationship with my parents because of my book. (laughs) I mean, if you haven't read it, go read it. But uh, Read it. It's in there. Yeah, but a lot of people assume that I just don't have a relationship with them or, you know, 
uh, I have cut them off or whatever. And that I have cut them off when I was younger. I would go through phases where, and, and it was healthy for me at the time because I didn't know how else to, to cope with having people who were not uh, sharing my values in my life at that time. So now with my parents, because I like not having friction in my family life, so I... I do still have a relationship with them, which really surprises other people because they're like, well, how do you still have a relationship with them and blah, 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 and they didn't come to your wedding or they didn't do this or whatever. And it's it's a thing where you come to uh, a realization that maybe I had different expectations of what I envisioned my parents to be like. And so once you kind Great book, of, by the way, expectation hangover. Yes, that is an amazing book. I everybody needs to read that. I don't care what point you're at in your life. It's a great book. But I always had this expectation of what I thought parents should be like, what I wanted my parents to be like, what I wanted a relationship with them to be like. And it is nothing like that. So do I have a relationship with them? Yes, I do. It is very much boundaries on both sides. They probably have their own boundaries with me too. Um, And that's what works for us. So it is not to say that you have to always cut people out of your life, but you do not need to spend endless hours with them and you can still be kind to them in the process okay we are not put on this planet to make other people feel like shit okay that should be like your that's you should avoid that at all costs okay even if you want to cut them out of your life just do it in a kind way there is a way to do it that is kind and you do not need to be rude and make people feel bad about it wow that's awesome just incredible words of wisdom right here. Um, Rebecca's helped me with this. Um, I've always been a really sensitive, kind-hearted person, um, but even like to the extreme scale, where like I just cared about what everyone thought at every given moment of every given day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, there's benefits to that. I mean, obviously, that means that I'm just a great person to be around, and people. Gravitate yeah, but you don't feel good yourself. But I don't feel good about so. myself, and that was part of what um, she taught me in the beginning of our relationship. People walking all over me and and whatnot. And, um, yeah, the coolest thing that I've learned over the years is that, you know, any issue that somebody has, if I have to deal with a conflict or any awkward situation where I have to have that, you know, the conversation, mm-hmm. um, is that, that, like, that's on them. Whatever, however they interpret that or whatever feeling they get out of that, if they're like, oh, I didn't, you know, you were mean or you didn't expect that, I didn't expect that or whatever the case may be, I can live peacefully knowing that I am living my life in the core value of what I'm trying to do and I'm focusing on my well-being and my ha- my happiness because any variation of that is dictated by other people and that is the complete against the grain of what we're trying to you teach. You will right? never ever ever in yeah. a million years find happiness by trying to please other people. Okay, that is a whole other podcast. I would love to talk about people pleasing um, I love to talk about confidence. There's so many things, but that is a whole topic for another day. 
Amen. So <laughs> hopefully you guys have got great value out of this. We're excited to get back into this. We're going to start to do a little bit more often. Now that it's winter time, we live in Canada. It gets dark after like 10 hours of daylight. I hibernate um, in the winter. I have no winter activities I like to do other than yeah. sitting by a fire and drinking <laughs> hot chocolate. And that's like it. I and do wine. not. And wine, of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, this will be our, our hobby for the winter. Yeah. But the one thing I want everybody to do and to take away from this podcast is to put effort in to evaluating the relationships in your lives right now. Take inventory of them. Pay attention to how you feel after you spend time with people and, you know, up the amount of time that you spend with people who lift you up and make you feel good and bring positivity and add value to your life and turn down the volume on the other people because you do not want to spend time with them. You will absorb their negative energy. You will start to feel bad about yourself and nothing good will come from it. Exactly. I just want to end with one thing real quick. Um, Anybody that struggles with this, I can relate. It's not easy. It's really difficult to have awkward conversations with people that you you know, care about or used to care about. So the only thing I can tell you is you just gotta practice. There's no you know, magic secret, um, you know, because a lot of these things you learn in life, you think, okay, well, I, uh, you know, I hear what you're saying, but like, it's not that easy. It's easier said than done. And for me, um, like, yeah, it took lots of practice and I'm still practicing, right? Yeah. So, just the constant okay let me try to like here's the situation where i need to be assertive right here we go here we go here we go i'm already i'm all amped up and then i would like say it really like oh i don't want to be around you because you suck yeah and that's not what we're (laughs) trying to do not the right way that was me amateur like five ten years ago today it would be listen i can explain that and i don't care what the reaction is i remember becca taught me this she's like no matter what you say they're going to say something completely unexpected. Mm -hmm. So you need to be able to separate your emotion from their response. Yeah, 100%. Whoa, whoa, that's some deep stuff. Guys, if you can master your emotion, you will be so well off in your life. We did a podcast on talking about mastering your emotions and keeping them in check. You need to go listen to it if you haven't listened to it because when you start to learn to do that, uh, you will change your life in so many different ways and it will just have such a big impact on you. So go listen to that podcast. It's a great one. Um, and so I hope that you go out and make better friendships, have better relationships and don't underestimate the power of being kind and living with integrity and being your most, most authentic self And if you have any questions or you want to reach out to me, I love connecting with people and I'm very passionate about helping people grow with their business or their lives. So uh, you can find me. I'm on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or on Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton Co. Or you can send me an email, uh, Rebecca at ChickBossCake.com. And as always, thanks for listening to my podcast, Scrap the Sweet Talk, with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, founder and CEO of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hit me up on social media. Today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.